The Gartner report, Emerging Tech Impact Radar, Artificial Intelligence in Banking, reveals that 67% of financial institutions are currently using artificial intelligence in their operations. Now, use cases for adopting AI include anything from enhancing automation efforts to drive efficiency, improving customer service, reducing operating costs, boosting data analytics to support a more data-driven decision-making process, and of course, personalization. When OpenAI launched ChatGPT back in November 2022, little did we anticipate the interest in the technology and how much it will draw from across a spectrum of industries, users, and regulators. Now, beyond the use case of ChatGPT to enable a more human-like virtual assistance in banking, what lies ahead for financial institutions in the journey towards the democratization of AI? Here to talk to us about the possibilities of AI in financial services is Jan Senker, Group Chief Information Officer at Home Credit. Jan, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Hi, Alan. Thank you for having me. How has artificial intelligence, and for that matter, big data, transformed financial services as we know them today? I think the uh, financial services in general keep evolving. Uh, we, we see that decade on decade when internet sort of uh, emerged, when mobile phones uh, with the smart sort of technology emerged, and now with the big data and uh, artificial intelligence. So obviously the financial services are keep sort of evolving uh, along with the technologies themselves. Where we see the, I would say, biggest uh, evolvement, if you like, it's definitely, and you mentioned it at the beginning, I mean, it's the enhanced data, uh, data modeling, uh, scoring to get better products to our customers. And last but not least, definitely in the collection area. When we look at the field collection or collection in general call centers, where we can introduce a better optimization, better sort of uh, human-like chatbots or voice bots that we use in, uh, in the process. From your experience as a CIO, what are the most promising use cases for AI and big data when it comes to the provision of financial services? I think I mentioned some of them already. I see a huge leap uh, that we can close definitely in the collection and call centers activities. Most of the financial services, particularly in the Asian markets, uh, use field collectors to make sure that obviously we uh, we collect the, the right people and we make sure that we basically don't waste any time in, in doing that. We use uh, either big data or AI for uh, better provisioning of, of the roads transportation that the field collectors uh, uh, will take to make sure that they can uh, collect more uh, and can visit more people during the day. The other area I see huge impact, and we have seen it already over the past couple of years, is definitely data provisioning and uh, product offering with the uh, uh, big data and AI uh, as we use it today. Better product targeting based on the customer behavior is something that uh, obviously helps not only us, but also the customers to reach to products that they would never reach before. Maybe you can provide our audience with a a bit of a background on what home credit is and what services it provides. And how do you so far have used AI in the process of uh, availing these new technologies? Um, I mean, Home Credit is a, a multinational uh, financial institution. We operate across uh, uh, multiple uh, multiple countries, particularly in Asia, where we offer financing for uh, lower segments of customers. We finance uh, mobile phones, white goods, and we provide cash loans to our customers as well. We have millions of customers across uh, across the countries. We have uh, uh, recently launched a new uh, mobile application that covers 
all countries with the same platform. Mm -hmm. We already have millions of uh, subscribers to, to the application. So I think with that also, we introduce education of uh, money literacy, if you like, or financial literacy, to make sure that our customers understand what they're getting themselves into. So I think from that perspective, we are, particularly in Asia, at the forefront of the financial sort of institutions uh, from non-banking uh, point of view. If you were to look at the, the two regions, uh, Europe and Asia, what do you see are the biggest differences as far as consumers are concerned and in terms of digital adoption? And why do you think this is the case today? I think uh, it's too uh, too hard question uh, because definitely one part is the demographics and the legislation. I mean, Europe is too far uh, far advanced when it comes to data protection and data privacy. Asian markets are catching up quickly. We have seen that recently across all the countries that we operate in. But legislation is really one of the key obstacles when we see when it comes to AI and uh, big data usage and digitalization in general. In some countries, I mean, the, the law or the legislation requires still ink signatures on some of those documents, which is very difficult to, to obtain if you want to go full digital. So not only are we trying to sort of have the conversation with the governments to sort of move the needle to a more digital approach. And we have seen that in, in the Philippines. Philippines are probably the most advanced in, in that area from the region. But in other markets, we still see some gaps, uh, particularly when it comes to legislation. When we look at the customers, though, the behavior of the customers is uh, is different. We, as and you mentioned it, we originated in Europe. So we are a European Czech-based company. And we expanded rapidly uh, over the past 15 years to to Asian markets. It took us a while to sort of get ourselves adopted to uh, the mindset of the people in those markets because behavior is different. People shop differently. They completely skipped uh, some parts of the, the financial uh, process that we are used to, right? When you look at, I mean, credit cards or uh, current accounts, I mean, things that normally don't exist in Asian markets. I spent three years in, in Kazakhstan and I was amazed uh, how easy it is to basically transfer money from card to card, which is still a difficulty in Europe, for instance, right? I mean, we're just catching up with that process. And in, in, in some Asian countries, it's a no-brainer. It's a, a daily bread. Right for them. It's a vast, I would say, vast differences that you can see across the markets. With regards to the adoption of artificial intelligence, I mean, the commercial adoption of artificial intelligence within the financial services industry, can you name a few best practices that other financial institutions in this part of the world can learn from your vast experience observing them, how the markets are making adoption on the technology? It's a difficult question, I have to say. Alan. Uh, I would probably go that one of the first and foremost uh, best practices is to have very good uh, cybersecurity because, and we have seen it a couple of times that obviously the markets operate differently and the legislation for data privacy is slightly different than uh, what we see in, in Europe. But yet we have to make sure that we keep our data safe. And particularly with the, uh, with the use of big data or AI, where we congregate large amount of data into a single place and we basically do data modeling and whatnot. The security, the access to the data is something that needs to be guarded uh, very, very carefully. So that's definitely one thing. And I would I mean, if a suggestion should be made here, I will probably go pick one or two uh, use cases and basically try them out because not all of them are basically going to work. We have seen that as well, that we believed in uh, some use cases will be a gold miner, if you like, and, and they turn out to be uh, a rubbish because obviously the, the modeling that we did just proved that it's not worth basically spending money in that area. So small steps, small use cases, and definitely have it secured because uh, otherwise you are in a big trouble. 
you mentioned regulation. Uh, in your view, do you see regulation impeding the adoption of emerging technologies like AI? And at least from your experience, how can financial institutions not necessarily circumvent regulation perhaps, but better accelerate the adoption? Look, legislation is here with us uh, and we have to live with it. So I think a financial uh, uh, segment is no different from any other. Uh, we're having regular dialogue with uh, with the governments, with the uh, regulatory bodies, where we try to explain the benefits of basically using emerging technologies or new technologies in general and trying to sort of help them to, to draft the legislation. So not only uh, it will benefit us, but also will benefit the regulatory bodies. I mean, one of the examples, for instance, uh, what we have seen in some of the markets is a global uh, regulatory body for the mobile phone numbers, where you have to have a registered phone number, which not only helping us, but also helping, helping the government to speed up the digital government agenda, because then you can, uh, you can utilize that approach for the government benefits as well. So definitely the open dialogue, frequent dialogue, and having uh, not only a financial institutions or banking or any other institution that will benefit from that uh, around the same table. With the rise of ChatGPT and large language models, LLM, how do you think AI would continue to transform the finance industry? I'll say a lot. You mentioned it. I mean, obviously, uh, ChatGPT sort of got on the radar of everyone with version three. Now we've got version four, and I think there's a version five around the corner. Uh, and we see uh, a big improvements uh, from version to version. The improvements we will see, uh, particularly in the operation area, honestly, particularly when it comes to ChatGPT and uh, things like that, because the optimization and process automation is something that drives uh, the efficiency of any company forward. We have implemented over the years chatbots, voice bots in our call centers to basically help us to communicate with the customers and to, to manage uh, costs on our on our side as well. And obviously having ChatGPT or any AI uh, AI platform, because ChatGPT is not the only one, it's probably the buzzword is now used uh, as a sort of, uh, we are used to use, uh, I mean, Google or uh, any other, but uh, there are many, many others. And they will just basically help to be more uh, humanized, if you like, when it comes to uh, a contact uh, with, with customers. I remember when we launched the first uh, voice bot, uh, that was really a, a robotic voice, you know, at the end. And you were like, uh, you don't want to talk to that thing, you know. And I mean, these days, when you basically pick up a phone and you get uh, a voice bot on the other end, I mean, sometimes it's very difficult to make the distinction if it's a human or if it's a, if it's a bot. So I, mean, I think that will keep evolving. And we will, we will start to see more of a sort of emotions in the voice as well, those things coming on board. So it would be lots of, I would say, innovations coming out of that. How do you think the role of a CIO will evolve over time to support business priorities, which continue to evolve as well? And then you have to map the, uh, the emerging technologies that are available for us, regulation that are evolving as well. Customers themselves, their preferences are evolving. So how, how do you balance the three to come up with the, with the solutions that meet the outcomes desired by the C-suites and the board? I think it's a, it's a constant uh, change to a certain degree because I remember when I started in IT, you know, it was all about IT, you know, and uh, you were, you had those geeks somewhere in the sort of basement doing things and nobody wanted to talk to them. I mean, these days it's obviously completely different and uh, we are part of uh, any discussion, honestly, these days. I mean, when it comes to product or uh, 
uh, strategy or marketing, because everything involves technology these days. We can help, and our role as IT or uh, role as a CIO is to help the business uh, to navigate uh, in the vast waters of the technologies and what they can use, what uh, will be the biggest impact for our customers in our use cases. So it's more a business discussion these days than really IT discussion, because I mean, you mentioned it when we were talking about the ChatGPT and the operations, because the border, whether it's IT or it's operation or it's business, is now really uh, a blurry because uh, you have uh, data science, which is not really an IT area, but those are really guys as well, right? Because they're working with data, data modeling, etc. Looking into how to utilize LLMs uh, in any way. Yet they're not part of IT, they're part of the business unit because they need to be closer, closer to the business. So it is more than ever, I would say, another business unit really that sits around the table and helping a marketing or sales to uh, to achieve their goals. What would be your advice for other CIOs and perhaps even members of the executive suite who are trying to drive digital adoption, particularly in the emerging markets of Asia? What's your advice? It's a tough one because uh, we have had lots of failures along the way as well. And uh, I think one of them is uh, just keep trying, keep going, small steps forward and pick one area to, to do it uh, at once. Because uh, if you try to digitalize uh, everything at the same time, it's a road to disaster. And we have seen it not only uh, in financial institutions, but in other, other companies as well. So don't be afraid and uh, yeah, just go for it. Jan, thank you very much for joining us on Podchats for Future CIO. Thanks a lot for having me. That was Jan Sinker, Group Chief Information Officer for Home Credit on the topic of the possibilities of AI in financial services. You are listening in to Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now. Music